As someone wise once said, people haven't always been there for me, but music always has. Before we dive into this episode, I want to remind everyone to like, comment, follow, subscribe, share, and rate us. We appreciate you so much and every little bit helps. Now let's get into the episode. It's a good one. Welcome back to Talking Swift. I'm Magels. Jess or Dolphy. And I'm Ruby Royal. By the way, this is recorded February 18th. I forgot that I was supposed to say my name at first. <laughs> <laughs> you should leave that in. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about the Eras Tour. We're going to go over that. And talk about our favorite things and stuff like that. But first, we're going to talk about the news updates. News. The Super Bowl is the oldest news. When we were recording last, it was the Super Bowl. I had the Super Bowl, like, that night. (laughs) Yeah. It was a very unhappy day in my house. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> so the Chiefs won, the Taylor's Chiefs boyfriend won, won the yeah. Super Bowl, <laughs> and like the most intense, I never actually watched the Super Bowl except for this year, I was like checking on the score, Jess could probably talk more about this, but it seemed like a really intense, like back and forth. Yeah, it was intense, and then of course, Niners lost in overtime, I'm a Niners fan, so if I don't sound very enthusiastic about that. I'm not. <laughs> and I looked it up, and apparently it's only the second Super Bowl game to go into overtime. Yep. Ever. Which is insane. Wow. Apparently, news came out that the 49ers didn't understand the overtime rules. Yeah, they had changed the overtime rules recently, and I don't think the Niners had gone into overtime since the rules changed. Drink mm-hmm. my tea. <laughs> It was really cute. Taylor brought Ice Spice and Blake Lively. And mm-hmm. and Lana was her actually mom? in front of her, was wearing a Niners gear in front of her, and then she yeah. came up into the thing. What I heard was Travis got the suite so both of their parents, everybody could be together. That is That's so cute. cute. Yeah. I heard that, and I'm like, Travis, Taylor makes more money than you. She could have bought this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, it's a sweet gesture, but, like... Yeah. It's like, girl could have afforded that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, see, as people are still saying, like, that he's with her just for her money. And it's like, what are you I saw talking video, about? <laughs> I saw a video of a guy breaking it down, and they are like, for the guys who think she's with him for his money, do y'all know how much she's worth? Yeah. Her cat is worth more than him. Yeah, literally, I think it literally was, like, her cat is worth double what he makes in a year or something. And I was like, oh my and god. And then Stelly does things like this and puts down lots of money. I was gonna so. say, it looks like he just wants to spoil her. Which yeah. is totally fine, and she deserves it. 
I mean, Blake Lively showed yeah. up in almost $500,000 worth of jewelry, so... What's interesting, though, is she wasn't wearing her wedding ring. Yeah, I saw that. But she was wearing the Deadpool Wolverine. Yeah, she had the, the bracelet for uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. So I that was my guess was it was to get people talking about the fact her wedding ring wasn't on. Mm. And then Ryan had two different movies advertised during the Super Bowl. So it was like, a, oh, no, look at my man. And Ryan posted an Instagram. Yeah, has anyone seen my wife or whatever? My wife? And then she posted when she got home with the Deadpool thing up on the TV in the background, being like, oh, like, I made it home or something like that. So I think it was an advertising thing, for sure. Yeah, they do things like that a lot. I love them. I could talk about them all day. They're so cute. We could make a podcast just on that relationship. (laughs) I mean, they're her friends, so it's okay. I know. I am happy they're friends because it lets me talk about them and see them more often now. I guess we should also talk about, during the Super Bowl, that Disney Plus commercial. Oh, yes. That quoted, ready for it. I didn't actually see the commercial, but I saw a bunch of people tweeting about it. And I was like, what happened? It said, ready for it. And then it started to go through a bunch of Disney quotes. I do remember one being about snakes, which I know was a quote from a different... It was Indiana Jones. I know a lot of people were freaking out about the snake thing. Yeah, but that's the most iconic quote from Indiana Jones. But they didn't have to include a quote from Indiana Jones. They kind of (laughs) did. It's one of their big titles. It's one of their big titles on Disney Plus, yeah. It was right in the middle of the quotes. That's what was weird about it, is that it was, like, directly in the middle. Why did it have to be snakes? And then it ended with Ready For It as well. That's why people were freaking out about it. I was like... I think it's just advertising Taylor's version of the Ares tour. Well, because then Taylor Nation posted the screenshot of Ready For It with the Ares tour ad and Disney Plus. So I think it was just for that. But Yeah, people were freaking out, though, thinking it was about to be a reputation announcement. But yeah, I didn't think that just based off of <laughs> everything else. No, but I did think it was weird and suspicious, but I didn't think it was like about to be a rep announcement no i was not convinced that there was going to be an announcement at the super bowl yeah i didn't think that taylor would take away from travis's day yeah that was my thinking too girl flew 13 hours after performing four days in a row in japan like (laughs) can we talk about the jet lag as a choice because (laughs) (laughs) she was drinking as soon as she got there and I was people were like criticizing her for it and I'm like you do that and see if you don't need a drink <laughs> and also it's her day off let her I, drink everybody like, was drinking at the beginning of the Super Bowl that's what you do you get a beer and then you sit down and you enjoy yeah. it was really funny I saw this dude breaking down the difference between Kim Kardashian's suite and Taylor's suite and they were all sitting there on their phones, like, the entire time, bored. And Taylor's <laughs> suite was all, like, drinking, dr- freaking out, like, standing, like, jumping around, like, actually watching the game. So I don't know how true it is. There was a rumor that Kanye wanted the suite in front of Taylor's. And the stadium was like, no. I don't know how true that is, but that's... <laughs> I mean, I really hope that's true, because that's hilarious. Was Kanye there? Uh... 
No, I don't think he showed up then. Okay. The day before was when he dropped the his song, too. So that's kind of... If that yeah. is true, that's so shady. Oh, my God. He's the worst. <laughs> anyway, so they won the Super Bowl, and then they were really cute partying. Oh, my God. There's so many videos of them dancing. Taylor's yeah. accidental so post on TikTok. Was that accidental? Oh, yes. People think she meant to post that on her private TikTok and she posted it on her public one. Yeah, that actually came up on yeah. my feed as I was just scrolling and I was like, that's Taylor. And then I looked I'm like, no way she posted that. I was so confused. It was up still for a long time because then it got muted because of the, the right. music. Right. Every, everyone was like, oh no, Taylor even got muted. Imagine muting Taylor Swift on TikTok. Yeah, I think the caption was like, she's been silenced or something. Oh, it's still it's up. It's still up. Yeah. yeah, just check. Yeah. yeah. She said, it's a friends and family but... party, they said. And then it pans to her bring parents. Your parents. Like, bring your parents. Bring your parents. Her face like, mm, yep, that that happened. <laughs> she's like, well, now I'm clubbing with my parents. She used to post stuff like that a long time ago. It's nice she's feeling comfortable to post things like that again. I kind of feel like that wasn't necessarily an accident. I first thought it was an accident because I was like... I know, it's different for her. I think it's been since Reputation we've seen. Yeah. Reputation Taylor's version confirmed. (laughs) It's good that she is feeling comfortable and like she could be herself and... Yeah. I saw this video where like she was standing beside Travis but he was talking to someone else and she was just awkwardly doing weird things with her hands, like, didn't know what to do with herself, and then just like, grabbed oh. him. And the <laughs> caption was like, this girl don't even know what to do when she's not touching him. <laughs> she's just awkwardly standing there, <laughs> trying to do stuff with her hands and like, make it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that happens. When Palin's talking to someone and I don't know them, I'm like, what do I do? I grab his hand. Either I stand there awkwardly or I just grab his hand because I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. She's so gone. She's so deep. It's adorable. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, and there's another clip, too, of her asking for another kiss. Aww. So I didn't watch Aww. any of the celebration stuff because it hurts too much. Just like one more. <laughs> so cute and oh my gosh the you belong with me thing and the love story i think it was for you belong with me travis immediately found the dj booth and he was like searching for her like this and then founder was like pointing at her from across the room and it was so cute for love story with the prince and princess part he they pointed at him for prince and then pointed at her for princess and she fanned herself (laughs) it was so cute It's all a publicity stunt. Did you guys hear about what happened with the mask that Jason was wearing? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Some kid gave it to him? (laughs) The kid lent it to him, and then he, as Jason does, wandered off. He walked away. Um, But he is returning. (laughs) But he's getting it back to him, yeah. Because he was already drunk at that point, so. At that point? (laughs) So I heard Jason's retelling of what happened. He's like, oh, I just found it on the floor and then I just put it on and that was it. And then hearing the actual story, the kid let him take a picture in it or something. Mm -hmm. Then he dropped it 
and then Jason picked it up and then put it on. So Jason just forgot about the kid and just remembers picking it up off the floor. I made a very sweet <laughs> comment about the kid after he realized he how drunk he was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the mask is being returned. The family wanted it back because it was like a good luck charm It's for a lucky them. mask for the yeah. kid. Jason is giving it back, which is really sweet. I'm glad he still has it. I'm glad he didn't lose it last night, like, somewhere else. He went home in it. He never took it off. <laughs> I'm sure Kylie was like, what? No, I'm sure she. he walked in and she was just like, yep, wouldn't expect anything No, less. like, where did he get that? She was in the the suite too, but she's very superstitious, so she wouldn't watch the game. So she faced the wall the entire game. <laughs> Kylie? Yes. If she watches the game, she thinks they'll yes. lose. Yeah. Oh. She also will not wear any gear that's not Eagles. She's a born and raised Eagles fan, and she had told Jason, "If you get traded to another team, I'll wear Kelsey, but I'm not wearing." any other merch from that team and she did not wear chief's jersey she wore um just a red sweatshirt that was plain to support him and then she faced the wall (laughs) (laughs) there's pictures of her just with a drink looking at the wall oh my god oh the other thing is i saw a clip of him thanking taylor for coming he was so happy that she was able to make it yeah it was the same one where she said the jet like he was like thank you so much for coming like how are you here no he said how are you not jet lag right now and then she just looked at him and dead ass didn't skip a beat jet lag is a choice <laughs> girl i got jet lagged after like a three hour time difference i got jet lagged i think what she meant by that was that you're more important i know it's so cute but like i got jet lagged after a three hour time difference that's quite a time difference tokyo to yeah i always get jet lagged coming back from the east side hello i am currently jet lagged (laughs) i don't know what the time zones were there but japan is 17 hours ahead of pacific time that's insane 17 hour time difference and she was just like yep jet lag what's that i don't know and she had just performed for four days yeah went straight (laughs) on the plane didn't even change her clothes i was gonna say and we know from her talking about it that normally the day after the tour she does not move she lays in bed all day and only gets up for food yes i also heard she doesn't talk to save her voice before or after for a bit or something i think she talks the next day but i know like the day before she stops talking mm. she's superhuman man yeah. <laughs> i could never i would be so dead like i would probably still go to the super bowl but i would be so tired like i would not have the energy that she had and to go to the after party maybe there'd be like a second wave that would kick in i mean yeah I get um I get that I get yeah. my second wind and then I'm up for hours. Yeah, like maybe it was just like, the adrenaline and just that like being overtired. You yeah, all of a sudden are not tired anymore. Maybe she slept on the plane. <laughs> That's literally what I was about to say. That she probably slept on the plane. Cause I mean it's a long flight too. And then she had to fly to Australia. <laughs> oh my god. Crazy. And then Australia, she did a three-song mashup on one of her nights. Didn't she do a couple different mashups? And- Two different mashups this weekend. Yeah, she did a mashup last night. The first mashup was hinted at 
back in August 1st, she tweeted, get in the car, it's August. It was the second night she did Getaway Car mashed up with August mashed up with the other side of the door. And you can see all these songs in our Discord. I have a surprise song area where I put what the songs were that day and what album they are from. I also wanted to just like note that this mashup specifically has been triggering all of the Rep TV clowners again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yep. Thinking that it's maybe coming in August on the the second because the other side of the door is from her second album, or the nineteenth because it's the nineteenth track off the album. Yeah. Because Getaway Car is obviously from Reputation. Yep. Was that the sixteenth that she did that? I was gonna say if it was the sixteenth, that would have been wild because that was the day people thought Rep TV was gonna happen. Oh, the sixteenth was the Bolter. Yeah. Oh, 16th okay. is when she announced the Bolter. Okay. So something did happen on the sixteenth. So much happened in the Aerostore this weekend. She also announced the new variant of Torture Poets Department featuring the Bolter. And it's a different color and uh different album cover. Did you all see that theory about it's the different stages of I yes. did, yes. Yeah. The different stages of grief. I saw a theory that saw it was going backwards though, and she was starting with acceptance because you don't end with the darkest yeah, colors. So people think it's going backwards mm-hmm. and the fifth one I saw a theory, it's kind of out there, but people are theorizing that the darkest version or, like, the darkest thing is going to be Reputation, (laughs) because usually she does four variants, but there's five stages of grief, so people were thinking that Reputation was going to be the fifth stage, because she's going backwards, because they're going darker and darker. (sighs) Revenge. Rep TV clowners <laughs> never stop, okay? Not until it comes. We never sleep. Then, <laughs> then we will stop. <laughs> well, no. And then I'll still never sleep because I'll be listening to the album. I still won't be sleeping. It'll just be... And then we will rest. A little bit better. But yeah, so that version does not have the manuscript on it. It has the bolter. So each version has a different bonus track. So if you want to listen to each one, you have to buy the two different albums or wait for them to hopefully come out on streaming services. Which is frustrating for some. And then also... I have seen a lot of discourse about it on Twitter. Yeah. Also, other people are getting mad at people for being frustrated with it. And there's just, there's a lot of divide because of the variance. My theory is that there's going to be a deluxe version with all of them. Yeah, I hope so. There, there probably would be. Didn't Midnight's have a final one? Wouldn't that be end? the late night edition? That's the one that has your losing yeah, me, right? I have that the one. one. Yeah. So it does have one at the end. But yeah. still, it is a little bit frustrating to split up the song. I think it's because we don't know that it's happening yet. So people are panic buying the first one that comes out and then being annoyed that they could have saved their money to get the other one because maybe they liked that album cover better. If they had had the options all at once, if they only had enough money to buy one, then they would know and be able to pick the one that was their favorite. Yeah. Instead of rolling them out every couple weeks, one at a time, 
with limited, like with countdown limited time to buy them too. It is a good strategy. Yeah. It's a great marketing strategy, but it's, it creates that urgency yeah. that you have to buy it. It is kind of frustrating to have exclusive songs you don't have access to with an artist that you love. You want to listen to it in a more accessible capacity. I was so glad when she finally put You're Losing Me on streaming. I was like, finally. <laughs> I remember messaging you about it. I was on my cruise. <laughs> I had to message you about it so the first moment you got service again you would know because <laughs> I know it's like your favorite song so I was like oh my god mm-hmm. which speaking of for the variant announcement I was actually watching the show because I was up late editing the last episode trying to finally get it out there So I was watching that show. We knew something was going to happen because the energy of that show, you could just tell that something was going to happen. She kept like winking or smirking or like she said different things. I don't trust that smirk. And so we knew something was coming. And then she came out in her yellow dress, which people are saying that the yellow dress is the one that where most of the things happen or whatever. I don't know. I don't know exactly what people say about the yellow dress, but... I've seen a lot saying that the yellow dress has taken the most from them. <laughs> I I haven't seen enough of the show's live streams to know which dress, but I've seen a lot of people saying specifically the yellow dress has taken, like, everything from them, like, all the surprise songs, all the good stuff, so... I would have to look at the stats. Yeah, I don't know. Also, the store went down, too. That was the first thing that happened that everyone was like, oh my god, something's happening, something's happening. But that was way earlier in the show, so then we had to wait until the surprise songs, and we're like, we know something's happening during the surprise songs. And then she came out in her yellow dress. She played red first, and then she made the announcement At first I got so confused because I could barely hear her over the stream. I thought that she was making the announcement for the bolter. I thought she was going to play the bolter. She said, I think more than any of my albums that I've ever made, I needed to make it. It was really a lifeline for me. Just the things I was going through and the things I was writing about, it kind of reminded me of why songwriting was something that actually gets me through my life. Basically, I'm very excited for April 19th because the Tortured Poets Department will be out on that date, and I cannot wait for you all to hear those songs then. Before she played You're Losing Me, she's like, this is one of my favorites. That's why I thought that it was the same thing, because it didn't sound like she was switching gears. A lot of people thought that, because a lot of people were like, how do I know all the words to a song that's not out yet? A lot of people tweeted that she played the bolter. So yeah. then, it, then it made me even more confused. I was like, what? But then I went to the store and looked at the variant. And I was like, no, I don't think that's what it was. Unfortunately, I need to stray from the surprise shows and talk about something a little darker. Uh, there was a shooting during oh, the parade. Yeah, that's- Taylor allegedly donated 150000 I've seen... A hundred thousand with her name, and then I I saw a third one with her name for fifty thousand. I saw the two fifty thousand ones. Yeah, and then it looks like there's a third one. And then uh, Travis and Jason also may have donated, but they didn't put their names. Travis, I think, put eighty seven. 
Mm-hmm. And I saw the like note under the donation too. Yeah, she wrote a really sweet note. Oh, sorry to bring it down, but that is something yeah. we had to bring up. <laughs> no, yeah, I I knew we were gonna talk about it. I just, it's so sad. I don't live in the states, but I can't imagine how tired you guys are of seeing mass shootings all the time. Yeah. I hate to say it, it's a little desensitizing. Yeah. Like, this one came out, and I was like, oh, again. Which is yeah, the sad part. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really sad. It shouldn't be happening as much as it is to a point that people are just like, oh, yeah, another one. Mm-hmm. I know. It's ridiculous. I mean, people should be able to celebrate without having that happen. So then uh, last night, or this morning, depending on your time zone, Taylor announced that there are no more rules for this part song. That was what I was yeah. going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And that she doesn't want to be limited on what she can play or how many times she can play it. And so mashups are now going to be a permanent thing. I also heard that there are repeats allowed now. Like, she's not yes. limiting, like, to once it's played, it's played. Which I'm really happy about because yeah. that gives me a chance to hear you're losing me. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Uh, she still hasn't played I Did Something Bad, and that just makes me curious why. Yeah, that, it's interesting. I honestly think she's saving that for Reputation Maybe. TV announcement. I hope so. <laughs> So she just randomly decides to play it. Now there's so much like built up anticipation around it. If she just decides to randomly play it sometime, people are gonna think that reputation's coming again. And then there's gonna be that awkward chant thing again, and then she's gonna put us in our place again. Like it's gonna (laughs) just be the same thing over again if it's not the (sighs) announcement. So I really hope she saves it for the announcement at this point because it's it's gone too far. It's the only way she can play it now without freaking everybody out. That is true. As much as I would love yeah. to just hear it, <laughs> there's no way she could just play it casually, just drop it in a surprise song section now, and it, like, not get blown out of proportion. All right. Do we have any more news? I think that's it for news. That was a lot of news. To be right, there was a lot that happened this yeah. week. So I know people are posting about the stages of grief, but people are also posting about the poses that she's making for these covers are similar to the poses from Midnight's. I did see that, yes. I didn't see that. They're, like, just slightly different. Yeah, I did see that. They look similar to the Midnight photo shoot. So it's kind of like she's in the same kind of poses, but, like, lower. More distraught, you know. I found it. Where should I post this? And then you can see what we're talking about here. Oh. So it's it's like she start Because we know Midnight's like, it was starting to end there. But, like, that's kind of confirmed now. Mm-hmm. And now it's... It, it was her yeah. thinking it was going to be over, and now it's confirmed it's over. Yeah. That's interesting. Also, for the bolter, what was on the back of the cover? They hit so hard and I can't Oh, you don't get to tell me about sad. Yeah, I was like, oh, you don't get to tell me about sad. I saw a theory that they're all going to connect, like those yeah. words. And I'm like, huh. But the spaces. Yeah. It's an interesting theory. I'm not sure it's true, but 
Because I can't think of what it could spell out. I mean, I'm wondering if it's going to be a poem. Like, if they're all lines be. to a poem, or... then it's only going to make sense to order once we have all of them. Because they don't... When they're overlapping, they don't cover each other. Like, they... I do know, like, poems do have that structure of like, spacing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain style of poetry that does do that. Mm-hmm. So part of me is just wondering if she's just being stylistic with her <laughs> words yeah. or... I was going to say, also in poetry, the spacing is yeah. how it's read and can change the inflection of it. That's true. I think she's just being artsy. So it might just be the way she wants us to read it, yeah. But there could be other things. I don't know. All right. Wait, can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Welcome to the Eras Tour! <laughs> Every time she says it, I get so excited. <laughs> I know, I love it. It's in the commercial, Ruby. You've seen it. <laughs> I have seen it, yes. I have seen a clip of her saying it. It would hype me up so much if I had seen the tour. <laughs> in person. I want to try and see it in person first and if i can't then i'll watch it through on film that's what i did that's exactly what i did i did not watch the whole tour until i saw it and then i didn't even know the whole set list until yesterday when i was looking up the set list so that i could have something to say about it today (laughs) so people don't know it it's a three and a half ish hour long tour it's longer than three and a half she said it was going to be three and a half. It's closer to four. And it has all of her eras of her previous albums in it, except for debut for some reason. But there, I have a theory on that, and we'll talk about that in a bit. And she doesn't do them in the order of release either. Lover is first, and that's the album that she didn't get to tour. Yes. Oh. She was supposed to have a tour for Lover, and then it got canceled because of the pandemic. And then she ends with Midnight's, which is her newest album at the, the moment. This is, again, before Tortured Poets Department. It kind of has a little bit of an order with that, but that's about it. When I saw the set list, I was like, what is this order? <laughs> I'm curious if there's a reason that anybody's found. It makes sense to me. And I was going to talk about this later. Yeah, we'll come back to that. So she announced the Ares tour right after Midnight's was out for... It wasn't out for that long when she announced it. Midnight's came out October 21st. I tried to look it up. Oh, November 1st on Good Morning America. And through her social media accounts. I knew it was really close after midnight. Yeah, because I got my tickets in November. So I knew it Mm -hmm. it wasn't that long after it was announced that tickets went on sale. But there was a lot. And we had two weeks. Mm -hmm. We had two weeks before the verified fan sale from the announcement. I just knew it was before my birthday because my mom had gotten the tickets as a birthday present. How did we feel like when the announcement happened? I freaked out mostly because, like, I've talked about this. I really wanted to go to the Reputation Tour, mm-hmm. and I just Same. I couldn't go. Same. Um, I didn't even hear about Lover Fest until after it got canceled. And so this was, like, the first time I was like, this is a chance I could actually go see her. I went to 1989. That was my first concert ever. I loved it. And then for Rep, I was even more into her. So I really wanted to go. I just couldn't financially. I was going back to school and stuff. And so I wasn't able to go. 
And then same with the Loverfest when she announced Loverfest. Also, the whole fact that it was only two dates, only two places in the U.S. And none of the locations were where I was. I knew I wouldn't be able to afford to go and then also travel and stuff at that point in my life. Yeah. I was just excited because I didn't really become, like, a full Swifty until Midnight's, so I was just excited that there was a tour that I could go on and see her since becoming a full fan. I had literally just thought of her going on tour before she announced this. I was listening to her music, and I was thinking about the last few years, and, you know, it would be so cool if... I could see Taylor in concert again. I don't know. I just had that thought. And then she announces to her and I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And then she called it the heiress tour. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want because I wasn't a Swifty before for the earlier tours, you know, it was just like exactly the kind of thing I wanted to hear her older songs and stuff like that. Yeah, that was the same for me. It's just like you get to kind of experience a snippet of like the old tours a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then I signed up for Verified Fan right away. <laughs> the whole Verified I'm laughing because of that whole experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Which is the next Yes, it is. So the Ticketmaster (laughs) fiasco thing. Sure, we'll call it that. The Great War. (laughs) I found out that my sister-in-law and my brother also wanted to go. I did end up getting it. I was very lucky trying to get the tickets, even if you do have verified fan, was a lot. (laughs) The site was overloaded, right? Or something something crazy. Yeah. Taylor's team at X took it master several times if they were sure they could handle it. And they kept saying, yeah, we can handle it. And then the site got overloaded. And then people who should have gotten the verified fan ended up at the back of the line. Yeah. A lot of scalpers have gotten tickets. We each had, like, time slots. If I'm remembering correctly, each area had their own time slot that they were supposed to be able to get on. But because the site was overloaded, everyone was behind. It was like really delayed by hours. So you had to be in the waiting room for hours. I think the other thing is they gave away too many verified fans or something. It was insane. When it finally was my turn, I was like panicking because it had been such a crazy day and everyone had been tweeting about getting tickets or not getting tickets and like all this. I was like, I I need to pick the seats and buy the tickets really fast before they disappear. And then I realized I, I couldn't get five seats together. So then I had to stagger them a little bit. So I had two in front and then three in back. But I luckily was able to get them. And now I know how lucky I really was to get them. But yeah, it was crazy. I got waitlisted. I never got an email. But Paladin is a season ticket holder for the 49ers. And pre 
season ticket holders got a separate pre-sale. That's one of the perks of being a season ticket holder is you get pre-sale to concerts. And so his pre-sale happened and it was crazy. It was, he would click on seats and they would sell as he was clicking on them. So I ended up not where I ideally wanted, but it was still really good seats. My one thing was, I don't want to be behind the stage. Yeah. Also, I felt like pressure because my, I was getting tickets for other people too, like my sister-in-law and her friend and my brother. I felt a little bit of pressure. I knew they didn't want super expensive tickets, but they also wanted like decent seats, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, uh, where am I going to put us? And I think the first ones that I picked out were gone. They, they disappeared. I lost out on like three different seats. Yeah. And Paladin was doing it, so he was panicking. Oh my god. He's like, where do I go? I'm like, just any seats you can get that are not behind the stage. But it was fine. It was just pure chaos. It was chaos. And then they ended up canceling. Originally they were gonna have a general sale. There were no more tickets. But because they gave away too many verified fans, like, what's the point of even having verified fans at that point if you're yeah, going to give away way too many? Because then everyone was buying, like, the maximum. She had already added some dates at that point, too. Because I know she added a Seattle one because originally we tried for verified fan for the first Seattle night. But then she put out a second Seattle night, and so they would try for Verified Fan for that one, too. And I think that's probably the reason I got Verified Fan. I think with mine, she added it for the day before. Because I think I was the only show in Santa Clara, and then she added. I can't remember if my show was added or the one before us was added. I think the one before us was added. But yeah, then they ended up totally canceling the general sale and it hasn't really gotten better (laughs) since then (laughs) apparently the same thing happened uh for olivia rodrigo's tour Mm. this past week so obviously they fixed nothing they fixed nothing apparently for the rep tour they had a better system i don't remember what it was but i saw people talking about it um and how it should be that system again. Ticketmaster experience has only gotten worse, basically. We were the first ones, and then it, after that, it just, like, did not get better at all. I feel personally victimized by Ticketmaster. In my efforts to get any Canadian tour date, Preferably Toronto, because that's so much closer to me, but I was even fine trying to travel to Vancouver. I got waitlisted 12 times through different people trying to help me get tickets with no chance of codes. I was refreshing my email all day. I even was at work trying to, like, refresh stuff and nope. Nothing. I've entered so many giveaways and stopped trying to get tickets. As of right now, I do not have tickets and I have not seen the show and I would like to. So if anybody hears this podcast and has tickets to Toronto or Vancouver that they're selling at face value because I'm not paying resale prices, please hit us up. 
DM the her podcast account because your girl Ruby would really like to go. <laughs> it's just unfortunate the way that the Canadian dates came out in waves because I feel like if people had known that Vancouver was going to happen, some people wouldn't have signed up for the Toronto ones. Toronto and Vancouver are on opposite sides of Canada, if anybody doesn't know. So people in the Vancouver side of Canada either bought or signed up for the Toronto Ticketmaster because they thought that was the only tour dates that were coming to Canada. I didn't have a chance because a bunch of people that shouldn't have signed up for my tour date because they thought that was the only dates that were coming to Canada and like panicked and signed up for it. So then now a bunch of people on the opposite side of the country had tickets to a show in Toronto. All of a sudden now there's Vancouver dates and oh crap, now they all have tickets for the other show. And it was just like, if they had just said, hey, there's more shows coming. They didn't even have to say the dates or anything. If they just said, oh yeah, we have Vancouver dates coming soon or something then maybe not as many people would have signed up because the Toronto, I don't know if this was the same for the Vancouver one. I'm pretty sure more than the population of Canada signed up for the Toronto dates. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's also so many Americans that signed up. I've seen people explain that America is very big and you know, there was like 50 something shows for you guys, but not everybody had access to them because they're so far away from. We have a huge population. And I get that. But if you're going to more than like two shows and you sign up for the Canadian dates, I'm sorry, I have no sympathy. There's Canadians that haven't seen any shows because they didn't have any dates for us for like how long they didn't even tell us if they were coming to Canada. I get that some people it's closer to go to Canada. Fine. But if you're telling me it's like your third or fourth show and you just wanted to go again, I'm sorry. I don't like that. Nine shows for an entire country of people. And they're both on opposite sides of the country. I think when I flew to Vancouver, it was like $1,000 for a flight. That's insane. That's like Europe prices. I would pay that to go to New York from California. And that's Canadian, so I guess for Americans it would be a bit cheaper if you bought, like, with the conversion. That's still more than what I paid to fly to New York. Yeah, that's still So, like, them being like, oh, it's just Canada, just drive. Like, I don't think people realize how far it is to go from, like, one side to the other side or how expensive it it's is. It's as wide as the U.S. What are they yeah. talking like, sometimes about? Sometimes it is cheaper for us to fly to the States than it is to fly with, a, like, domestic in our own country because the, the prices of flights are ridiculous. It was under 100 for me to fly to LA from Seattle. It was like 200 for me to fly from California to New York, and that was last minute. That was like that day. Yeah. I don't think people realize how expensive Canada is. Because I know people who were closer to Toronto than even I was. Like, people, I saw people who said that they lived across from the stadium and they couldn't get tickets. Yeah. But anyway, there needs to be a better system. I don't know what exactly it should be. I don't but... know how to fix it, but I just want tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and Ruby needs tickets. So when she first announced it and the anticipation for it, did we have any initial expectations? 
I honestly thought it was going to be in order. <laughs> so I made little notes and I literally put, I had assumed she'd do the errors in order. <laughs> that was also my first thought. And I also just thought it would be amazing because I've seen videos of her past tours. And so I just knew that this one was going to be. Yeah bigger better what i had seen of the reputation tour i was expecting like elaborate sets and alpha changes so i was that's pretty much what i was expecting yeah i went to her 1989 show so i knew that it was gonna be amazing i knew that she puts on a good show and Comparing the two, it's so crazy to me. For the 1989 show, there were empty seats. I've seen pictures of it. It's crazy. The difference with the audience. Because for the Aeros short, there were so many people. And everyone was standing up and singing. And it was not like that for the 1989 tour. I stood up and sang the whole time for the 1989 tour But I felt a little more awkward doing it because (laughs) not everyone was and there were a lot of empty seats and it just felt more awkward being in the audience. I think also this was kind of like the first major concert since the pandemic. And so everybody was like just starved for live entertainment. Yeah. Everyone was ready to get together again and mm-hmm. do something fun and yeah, dress up. And yeah, everyone was ready for this kind of thing. It was like the perfect time for her to do it. She's a mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did we keep things a surprise or look things up? You've got, you have both talked about this a little bit already yeah so basically i haven't seen it yet i've been trying to avoid too much spoilers for myself except for like i'll watch clips of some of the surprise songs because i love them and um i'll watch some of the video mostly just the surprise song clips or what's coming up on my feed so i'll watch those also because those are less likely to be seen at my show Mm -hmm. if I Mm -hmm. get to go. They're always different, too. How she does them and what she says before them and, like, all that, it's never the same. I try not to watch too much stuff. I have seen, like, a few clips. I know she does a dive jump at some point. I don't know when, but I know she does that, and I know she does a couple other things. But And I've seen the vigilante shit dance so many times <laughs> Who hasn't? it's like how many times have you watched this yes <laughs> yes yes but i try not to watch too much more other than the things that i've already seen <laughs> like if i'm like oh vigilante shit's coming up again i'll watch that again <laughs> but it's because i've seen it already but i try not to spoil too much honestly i saw it a bunch before i saw it live mm-hmm. and then seeing it live is still totally i feel like seeing it live is just a different experience than seeing a video of it anyway yeah i feel like the whole thing is a different experience than seeing the video because for me i did not keep things a surprise i did that specifically though i wanted to know the set list beforehand i wanted to know it as soon as everyone else knew because i was super anxious about it because i knew that if i went without knowing the set list there was a chance of me being like disappointed I wanted to prepare myself because honestly I didn't expect it to be this long of a concert with this many songs yeah I don't think anybody expected 44 songs 
Normally, I look up set lists of concerts I go to before so that I make sure I know the songs before I go because I hate being at a concert and awkwardly, like, yeah. standing there watching everybody else sing along and dance and I'm just like, cool, I don't know this one. No clue. For that reason, too, I, I really wanted to know the set list, but also was worried I would be disappointed by her song choices. I just wanted to prevent that letdown at the concert, you know? Plus, I like preparing for things. Knowing what's coming kind of helps me get in the mood and prepare and just... It just helps with my anxiety. I didn't watch the full show straight through ever, I watched a lot of vlogs of them going to the concert and I watched like a lot of clips. I didn't want to see her entrance beforehand. That was the one thing that I wanted to be a surprise. I didn't want to see her entrance. But I remember I was watching this vlog and um, my sister was in the room and she got mad at me and she's like, you're spoiling it. <laughs> and she left the room because she didn't want to see it. I specifically did not want to see the whole thing before I saw the show. So I watched a couple clips. Like, I know I saw Ready for It. It was kind of hard to avoid love story with how many people were getting engaged during it. And I watched Vigilante. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, for the most part, avoided watching anything in full. I would watch, like, clips here and there, but I wouldn't watch anything in full. And even doing that, I was very surprised. I looked up the set list beforehand, but I only read the errors I wasn't familiar with. So I could get familiar with those songs. Like you guys said, I didn't want to be awkwardly like, I don't know this one. <laughs> Lover, Evermore, Folklore. I looked up beforehand so I could be like, okay, what should I listen to more so I'm not like, what is this? My one fear, if I do end up going to a show, is that I'm not going to know the surprise song. I was worried about I that know. too, and then I ended up knowing them, even though I had ones that I'm not super familiar with Red. Like, I listen to it a lot, but I'm not super familiar with it, and I had one of the songs from Red, and I shockingly knew it. Mm. Yeah, because right now, I'm not, like, super familiar with her older albums, like Fearless, Speak Now debut i know a few i don't know a lot of her like older music so i'm definitely gonna have to prepare a lot more before i go because the thought of not knowing the surprise song is just so stressful because it'd be really awkward if i was like the only one like we were saying that didn't know it yeah because that's such a like big moment of the show is the surprise song right because it's like oh surprise and it's like oh no i don't know it (laughs) you wouldn't be the only one who didn't know it though Everybody's at different stages. I know, but I don't want to not know it. Yeah. Because that would just be disappointing. To see all these people getting surprise songs that they love, and if I don't, then it's going to be really awkward if I don't even at least know the song. Yeah. That's kind of what it was like with one of mine. I didn't know very well. I'd only heard it once, because I got one on Red TV, and now I know it better, but at that point, I had only heard it once, so... I didn't, I, I felt a little awkward. How do we feel about the track list? I'm sad one of my favorite songs is a very short version. Wildest Dreams. Oh. Oh, she shortens that one? Yeah. I was really sad that Illicit Affairs was short. But 
I was also really happy that it was at least included. I love that mix of it, though. It does work really well. But I love the full song, and this is why I wanted to know the track list beforehand, because I thought there was a point I could get disappointed. People said that she did full songs of all of these, and she doesn't. (laughs) No. Some of them are shortened. That's good to know. (laughs) That was a bit disappointing, because I had been like practicing all the songs a lot that one and oh you need to calm down as well that was short i'm sad (laughs) that was a little bit disappointing i mean i didn't expect her to do 44 songs at all but people on twitter were saying that she doesn't even shorten them and all this and since they were saying that i believed them and I do feel like that was a little bit disappointing. But when I first found out the track list, I was super, super, like, happy. I was pleasantly surprised. There were a few that I would have, liked switched out or whatever. But for the most part, I was really happy with it. But that's how I felt. So I have... It might be a, like, a hot take. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sad that me is not included. <laughs> Because I think that would have been such an awesome song to have at this tour with all the big stage stuff. Like, I think she should have opened with me, knowing that Lover is her first era in the tour. I would have loved me to be the... Because imagine her being like, you never find anybody like me or whatever, and then it just opens up. There's me erasure, though, so... But anyways, I love that song, and I wish it was included, but I know why it's not, because Swifties freaking bullied her about it. People hate it. Like, I love it. (laughs) I also have another possibly hot take that I think the 1989 era is very casual fan-catered. It's mostly just her biggest radio popular songs. I love the whole album of 1989, so I'm not, like, disappointed by it, because, like, I don't think there's any skips on that album, but it just seemed like it was more catered to the casual fans. Oh, you'll know all these ones type of thing, like, kind of throwing a bone to the people that don't listen to the full album. That's just my opinion on that one. But overall, I think... It's pretty good. I don't know, like I said, a lot of her, like, older albums, so I don't really have much of an opinion on, like, her, those eras. I do think it's interesting that not all the eras have the same amount of songs or, like, time on stage. Do you guys have, like, yeah. an opinion on yeah, that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Speak Now originally only had one song, and then she added Long Live. See, because I was doing a count. I don't know if my track list that I have is right, but on the count of the track list that I found, Folklore had seven songs and Midnight's had seven songs, and then the rest had like four or five, and then the short ones had like three or two. And I was like, why does some have seven and others have less? It's the ones she didn't perform in concert that tend to have the longer amount Those of Those are the ones that she didn't ever get a concert for. Oh, okay. That makes a little bit more sense. I was wondering what your guys' opinions were on that, because you guys actually saw the tour, so I was like, I didn't know if there was maybe a reason for it, or... I'm a folklore girl, so I was really pleasantly surprised that folklore had so many, 
but the other eras do deserve a little bit more time. Chris speak now. <laughs> I know. And also debut. I think we should hear Jess's theory about why debut is not in there right now. I feel like it's a good time to talk about it. When she first started the surprise songs, she said that this was her name section. Taylor Swift is the name of debut. And it started with her simply on a guitar and a piano. And also, this is a bit of a spoiler, Ruby, although you've probably seen it. The stage is water when she's doing that section. And if you look at the album art of debut, she is standing on water. Mm. So I think the surprise mm. song section is debut. Because it's her back to her roots of... But then she doesn't just do songs from debut. Yeah, but it's taking her back to her roots of her on the guitar so it's the spirit of debut yeah okay i can that that's my hot take on it but i could be totally wrong but that's what i was thinking i can see that because like maybe she thought people would be like bored of the debut set because it's like more of the acoustic country doesn't fit like the rest of the era so maybe she did it that way just to kind of keep it flowing with the rest of the tour i don't know but fearless is the fearless set is also kind of similar to the the debut because yeah and people go crazy for that but i think it's also fearless is a little bit more iconic i mean the heart hands and i mean but our song is pretty iconic too there are some upbeat songs on debut yeah so I know, I love our song. I think it's a different vibe than the rest. Even Fearless is a different vibe. So I think it's... I guess. It's just a section to go back to her roots. I guess so. That's just my theory, though. I could be totally wrong. So my theory is that she opens with Lover, right? Which, as Jess already said, is the the last one she wasn't able to do a concert for. And then she closes with Midnight's. But then the ones in between, she, like, staggers them between the type of music. She has some that are more upbeat and stuff, and then she has, like, folklore and evermore that are less like that. They're more, like, flowy. I was also thinking she didn't put them together because their outfits are very similar. Like, they're not, but the style is very similar, and to give it a breakup between what kind of outfit she's in i think she separated them break up the style and vibe of the songs plus to break up the really upbeat like pop type of sound with the more soft flowing type of sound yeah i feel like that's why she didn't go in order that would make sense to kind of give it more variety throughout the whole show instead of just like gradually changing style because it would keep the energy up too right to keep the energy yes we have 1989 which is very high energy and we have surprise songs after 1989 which is you know it's acoustic so it's not the high energy production but it does by time you get done with 1989 you are so hyped for those surprise songs yeah see your energy is ready for the 
acoustic. That makes sense. She like your energy dips a little bit just because it's not as like full on rock. Like it's very simple set and stuff. It's not like what we just have in 1989. And then midnights. And so your energy's right back up. Mm-hmm. She's really good about controlling the energy of the show. That makes sense. I could see that. All right. What were we or are we most anticipating about the concert? Ruby, what are you anticipating? <laughs> what are you excited for the most? Honestly, well, Midnight's has a special place in my heart. So I think the whole Midnight's era is probably what I'm most excited mm-hmm. for. And I've seen the videos. It just seems like it's such a fun... There's such an energy with everybody. It's just like... Mm-hmm. All the girlies together, trading bracelets, all dressed up, fun, like dancing. I just feel like it would just be like such a fun. The experience of the Eras tour is what I would be anticipating as a whole. I was gonna say, being there, me and Paladin both said the same thing. That was the closest thing to a real life Barbie land we have ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like being in Barbie land. And it was amazing. I was most excited for Reputation and uh, the surprise songs. That's what I was looking forward to the most. Me too. Me too. I was super excited to sing the whole set. Also just to see Taylor in concert, really. Because I haven't seen her live yet. So just yeah, be exciting to see, to see her. <laughs> just to see her in person. Yeah. I also wanted to see the outfits because, so I have a technical theater degree and I did study costuming and I absolutely love looking at like outfit details and shoes and like, I don't own expensive clothes, but I love to study and look at expensive clothes. And so like the Versace bodysuits and the Louis Vuitton shoes, I was just like, yes, (laughs) give me, give me luxury fashion that I can never afford, but let me see it. What are our ideal outfits for me, Jara? I made a list. I was looking at the pictures yesterday. <laughs> okay, I do have in the Discord every outfit. I haven't made a list, but I am going to go through now. For those of you who haven't seen it in the Discord, there is an Eras Tour outfit section, and I have it broken down by era, and every single variant of every single thing, including microphones, guitars, everything. <laughs> the only thing I don't have is the Speak Now shoes, and it's because you can't see them. Because <laughs> of the dress. You can never see the shoes, so... Yes, because of the dress. So that is the only variant I do not have, because you can't see them. Let's go by era. So lover. So I like the pink bodysuit the best. <laughs> just give me Barbie and I just love it. It's like as iconic as like the original, I think it's like the blue and pink was the original. As iconic as that one is, I I just am a sucker for a good pink moment and I would love to see the pink one personally. I do like the pink one. I like the blue and pink one because it's very Sleeping Beauty-esque and I'm a big Sleeping Beauty fan. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Mm. I think the blue and pink one was the one I had. Is that the one you'd want? I think I like the pink one better. Just a little bit. But, yeah. Just a little bit, though. It is interesting that the purple one's the only one that has, like, the little tassel thing. Yeah, the tassel thing's kind of cute. Yeah. Like, how much they all had that. That looks fun. Oh, I had blue and gold. Mm. If that was on the pink one, I would be even more obsessed. 
but I just like pink more than purple. So. My favorite man jacket though is the bar the Barbie pink one. It just gives a boss Barbie vibe. As much as I do love the bluish purple one, it, it's hard to tell what color it is because the picture I have of it in the Discord is blue, but from certain angles, it does look purple. See, I tried to look at more angles of that one, and I can't find pictures of that anywhere. Was it like a one-time thing? That was a really hard one to find, I will be honest. I think it is the least worn man. It was worn twice, and it was really difficult to find. Because honestly, that one is my favorite. It's gorgeous. I think so, um, too. I also... That's why I have an obstructed picture of it, because that was the only one I could find. And I rated her Instagram. <gasps> she wore it for 1989, right? for the 1989 announcement because she wore all blue outfits that night oh is that what it was for i also love the black one with the stripes it's just giving like classy i do too the black one is nice it gives like mob boss yeah i think i had the black jacket i'd also love the pink one but because it's giving barbie but in my ideal show she would be wearing the pink bodysuit i I would want a different color for the man because I would want it to be a variety. Mm -hmm. Ideally, I would love the pink bodysuit and the blue or black striped the man jacket. Those are my favorites. I love the blue guitar. (laughs) Me too. I really love the blue guitar. Like the pink one is nice, but I feel like the blue one is just, it's a really pretty shade of blue. It's just like a soft pastel my wedding colors are blue, pink, and purple pastel That's the blue pastel I'm looking at. Sleeping Beauty theme. So, like... <laughs> I was about to say, it's Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> the boots. I think I like I the pink I think I like ones. the pink. Yeah, that's why I was literally just saying the pink boots. Oh, those iconic red soles. Although, I do really like the gold. Are those gold? Yes, she has a blue and purpley gold pair, and then she has a gold into silver pair. And then she has the silver and then the pink. The ombre ones are nice, too. I really like the silver. Those are really nice, too. Beautiful. They just look like diamonds. But I don't think with all my favorites that she would mash them together because she has them coordinated (laughs) with the outfits, but... (laughs) Yeah, they all match up a very specific way. And then she has two microphones. She has a blue one and a pink cloud one. I like the cloud. I like the blue glitter. Fearless. Fearless. So I had the short gold. I wanted the long gold. Oh, really? I like the spaghetti looking. The noodles? Yeah. I like the short one better, but I I do like the noodles I think they're cute. The noodles are just fun when she like is doing her little sachets around. I just love how they swish. <laughs> but the short was really cute too. The sh- the short one swishes too though. Really, yeah, nicely. but not like, like the noodle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the short gold better. The noodles are kind of weird to me. I understand that the movement of them is probably really fun. It is. <laughs> I just I don't know. <laughs> They kind of freak me out a little bit. They look like fingers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that the the short version, it, it just looks more like flapper girl. Yeah. 
yeah. style to me, and I love that style so much. To me, the short gold gives more fearless than the other two in my head. I don't know. I don't know fearless album very well, but like from what I know about it, I feel like the short gold does it better than the other two. But if you have a different opinion, I'd love to hear it because I, like I said, don't know the album or the era very well, so I could be wrong in that. It's also interesting to me how she pairs the different boots up with it. Like, it's not always gold with gold. Hmm. Yeah. I saw that. It's weird, because normally you don't really make silver and gold together. But she also kind of has a silver guitar. Yeah. I like this, with a 13 on it. Mm -hmm. I really like the silver boots. I like the gold boots, I think. I think because the guitar is silver, I think silver boots would look nicer because then it would, like, Mm. make the accented all the same color. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. It does. (laughs) It's like all of her accessories would match. And then make the dress, like, the statement fearless. I would prefer a gold dress with the silver. All right, Evermore. Okay, I have a quick question. Are these two the same? They're different, right? Because the two look, like, really similar. They're different dresses. They're different colors. They're all different. Yeah. It's a little bit more brown. And the other one's a little bit more red. I like the kind of reddish one a little bit. I had the full brown one. I like the yellow one. But I also, yeah, I was gonna say, I also really like the yellow one. The slit in the yellow one is just really nice. I think I like the brown one. The brown or the other one that looks similar to the brown one. (laughs) The bronzy, I don't know. The reddish one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bronze. I like those two. I think that was the one I got. Actually. I had the brown. I'm looking at the pictures on my phone. I definitely had one of the one of those. I didn't have the yellow or the orange one. I love the cloak. The cloak and the shoes. Yes, I love the cloak. I love the shoes. Yes, it's giving. Oh, they're burning all the witches. Vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, like a witch in the woods type of. I mean, it works for Willow. So. I love how her microphone looks like wood. And the piano. I love the the piano, piano. too. The piano's gorgeous. I couldn't really see it uh, because I was on the the opposite side of Mm -hmm. the stadium from the piano, so I couldn't really see the piano. Mm -hmm. When I was looking at pictures, I was like, God, that is so pretty. I'm just a sucker for details. That's why I like the Easter eggs so much. Yeah. Well, I play piano, so I get super excited when there's cool pianos. (laughs) What's everyone's favorite reputation outfit? Uh... Well, um, the one she's gonna wear for the Rep TV announcement. (laughs) Yes, it'll be green. It's gonna be green. I just love how the boots, only one of them has a snake on it and the other one doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of cool. To match the bodysuit, yeah. And I love the microphone. I love the microphone too. Yeah, the microphone is definitely... Is that the, like, most extra microphone? Like... I don't think any of the other ones have, like, stuff coming off of it like that, do they? No. This is the only one with stuff coming That's off so of cool. it. so cool. I just, whoever designed her microphones did an absolutely amazing job. Like, they are stunning. Rep needs another outfit. Yeah. I love this outfit, but all the other eras have other, they have varieties. Why doesn't Rep get a variety? Because she's waiting for Rep TV. <laughs> Speak now. Speak now. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. 
I've always been a fan of the purple one. I have the purple one. I also really love the pink and the gold one. And the blue one's pretty, too. They're all so pretty. We already know I adore the blue one. I wish I had that one, but unfortunately I went to see it before that one existed. But I had the purple one. Yeah, the purple one is definitely my favorite. It's just like the, it's just iconic Speak Now. Because when I see, when I hear Speak Now, I think purple. This one gets a lot of hate, but I also love the one with like the flowers all over (laughs) it. Or whatever, whatever they are. I don't know. Yeah, it's flowers. That gives very wedding dress vibes. I think yeah, it's it also really gorgeous. See, I don't get wedding from that one. I I tried on a dress that looked like that. It feels like wedding to me, too, yeah. Yeah. But I like that one. Yeah. I think they're all meant to be very, like, princessy, wedding mm-hmm. dressy vibes. Yeah, they're, like, going to a ball type yeah. of dress. Maybe those are my two. They're all pretty. I would want the purple one. The purple is my favorite, though, I think. And then I also really love the gold and then the pink I think is my third because I love how they're fitted I love how the gold one is fitted to her yeah. I would like the blue one more if it didn't have like the halter top honestly I'm not a fan of the it's the cut that I don't like as much either I still love it like the pink one is gorgeous with that square mm-hmm. cut like yes the square. I-, I agree Ruby and then she pairs it with the iconic koi guitar i love the guitar which was our major hint about when it was coming out she has a blue microphone and a purple mic and i'm biased i love the blue mic (laughs) i think i would be fine with either mic because i love the purple dress so if she had the purple dress then the mic would be really pretty with it but then the blue also again matches the guitar so it's like the accessories match. So I don't think I would be mad with either microphone. I think I like both too. I cause... Unless she didn't have the purple dress. If she had any other dress, I would want the blue mic to, to match the guitar. Okay, red. I love the iconic We Are Never Getting Back Together Like Ever shirt. That's my favorite. <laughs> I had uh, I Who like... Was Taylor Swift Anyway? Ew. That's the one I had. I like a lot going on at the moment. Yeah, that one's my favorite too. Uh, that's my favorite because that's like hinting that something's happening. <laughs> that's my favorite, but I like all of them. And then she's only got the one bodysuit and yeah. jacket for red. The other part of it. Might be a controversial opinion. These are my least favorite shoes. I think they match the red era really well, but I agree that they're not my favorite shoes. They do. I just... I don't yeah. like them. They're very plain. I wish they had a little bit something more to them. She could have done, like, red glittery dress shoes. It ne- it just needed a little bit something. Because if she'd done, like, red glitter shoes, it would have broken up. Because she's got black on the bottom of the bodysuit and the coat. So it would have brought the red back. I do think they match the era pretty well. But I agree. Yeah. They-, they could be more. Maybe she wanted it like that. I was just about to say, I think they're supposed to match the other part of the outfit, though. The shirt. It might be kind of weird for glittery shoes with the t-shirt and the hat. I don't know. But she does have the glitter shorts. Yeah, the but they don't stand out as much. Yeah. You know, because the t-shirt is kind of covering it for the most part. I don't know. I feel like that might be why. I was also thinking just because then it gives the coat and bodysuit like more of a chance to stand out. That too. If it's yeah. more of a statement. But yeah, I do agree they're my least favorite shoes. There's a black guitar and a red guitar and then there's a black mic and a red mic. I think I like the 
black guitar, actually. I like the black one because it's glittery. <laughs> yeah, I like the glittery black guitar. And I like the red mic. And the red mic. Those are also my and favorites. And I like the red <laughs> mic. <laughs> All right, now folklore. Always said that I love the green one. So i have a top three for folklore i used to say the green one but now that i've have seen all of the options these are all pretty i love the purple the green and the blue one i just don't like the plain color ones basically same i had the cream colored one for my show but my favorites are the green and the blue one the blue one is just i just love blue. the blue one is gorgeous and the green one i love how the green one looks like nature yeah like the leaves and then the purple one is just so like yeah ruffles gorgeous i don't know i love all three of the colored ones i've grown to like the cream one because of the movie but because i liked how it looked filmed a lot but the green one's my top for sure just because green's my favorite color anyway so this microphone is also wood and it's so pretty there's the cream colored shoes, the blue shoes, and the green shoes, which are really hard to find pictures oh, of. I, I only saw someone point out the green shoes recently, like last week, and they were like, did she get new shoes? I thought she just had the cream ones or she was barefoot. So I guess nobody's really noticed that she changes the folklore shoes. Probably because the dresses are long. Yeah. You only really see it when she spins. When she spins, the dress lifts up. And then you could see the shoes. That's how I found the pictures of the shoes. And then she only has the one guitar, which is called the Betty guitar. Cute. And then she has the wood microphone. I really love cool. whenever they make it look like wood. 1989. I had the pink outfit. And I wish I could have jumped ahead to the future to get the blue one. <laughs> I like the green or the blue. Those are my two favorites. I was going to say the green and the blue are my favorites. For this one, I'm going to point out that I only put each outfit. I didn't break it up because she pairs the shoe color with the outfit color. It always is full outfit, and that's because whatever color she's wearing is the color dress that's going to go over for the surprise song. So if it's orange, she's going to wear the yellow. If it's pink, she's going to wear the pink. If it's green, it's the green. If it's the blue, it's the blue. It's always that way. I've never noticed that. Yeah, that's why I didn't include any variations because it always matches up that way. It was really awkward. <laughs> so my two favorite 1989 outfits, I just realized, are my least favorite of the surprise song. <laughs> like, I want the yellow or the red maroon-ish surprise song dresses, but I just realized that would mean I'd have to get my least favorite 1989 dress. <laughs> I still like the green and the blue for surprise songs. I know that most supposedly happens with the yellow, but I like how the green and the blue look better to me. I just think the yellow looks really fun, and I don't know. It does. I I like the red one for some reason. Don't know why. All right. Midnight. So I think I had the iridescent purple at the last one as my show. And honestly, I love all of them, but I think I like the blue iridescent the best. I love all of them, but I, what would you call the first one? Is that like a dark blue? The blue one. Yeah. I've been referring to that one as blue and the one under it as like iridescent blue because it has like purple and 
Yeah, I love this shade of whatever this, like, darker-ish, like, more true blue. I love that one. But I honestly love them all, so I would be happy with any of them. I think that one's my favorite, too. Except I don't really like the silvery one because the glitter parts just, they look really chunky. It looks more, like, tacky than, like, the smaller glitter to yeah. me. I think, honestly, it's just the coloring on it because I think they all have that same glitter. It's just, it doesn't blend as well into the shirt. It stands out more in that one. I hate, like, tacky sequin looks, mm -hmm. so, I don't know. The silvery one, maybe it's just the coloring, but it just looks more like that than the rest of them, so. That one's probably my least favorite, but I, I would be happy with any of them because I love Midnight's and <laughs> I would just be happy to be there. <laughs> So while I was looking these up, I did discover that there are three different bodysuits and that they are referred to as cutouts, lines, and swirls. Oh, I've seen the last one as scallops because it has like the scoop. Could work too, but people refer to it as swirls because it's paired with the swirly garter because the garters match. So one has cutouts, one has lines, and one has swirls. And it's the same with the boots. So I had the lines, and I think that one's my favorite, so I was happy about that. <laughs> I like the one we call swirls, I guess. <laughs> I like the lines and the swirls the most, for sure. I just, honestly, just don't really like the cutout one as much. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that one as much. I still like it, but... I still like it, but it's just not my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I, I love the other two a lot. Show. She still looks really good in it because she she's looks good just, in everything. She just looks good in everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I think I don't like about it? I actually don't like the top, the neckline part. Yeah, that's one of the things that I don't like about some of them. It's like I just don't like the way it looks at the top. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I honestly think if it didn't have that weird piece right there, I would like it more. Yeah, I think so too. But I think I like the swirly one the best. Because it's just got the gorgeous, like, little patterns and stuff in it. I like the bluer boots, I think. Yeah, like the deep, they kind of look like a galaxy. Yeah. See, I like the bright blue at the end. The last one. Okay, that's the one I was talking about. That's what I was talking about, yeah. Oh, the one above looks more purple, yeah. And then the other one looks closer to black. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, like, blue-blue. And then for the jacket, I really like the multicolor. I like the multicolor and, like, the reddish maroon. I have the blue one, and that one's my favorite, so I was happy about that. I like the blue one, I think. It's my favorite for that. I just, I like the look of them clashing with the blue. Like, I don't know. I like the, the red and the blue. Like, I don't know. I could see that. I don't really like the pink one, because I just, I like them to be full the full poof and the pink one looks like it's just got fringe around the edges yeah so i'm not as much of a fan of that one i think that's the least worn one i had a really hard time finding it i think that's it falling off her shoulder oh <laughs> oh i think that's the lining because i swear every picture i've seen of that it looks like that so i thought that it was like just the edges or something <laughs> because it's the least worn one and i think it's falling off her shoulder and the lining is staying on her shoulder oh uh, anyway i don't really like that one <laughs> i like the dark with the clashing so i like the multicolor and the red i don't know i just i like the difference i don't know why 
I think I got the multicolors. I love that one, actually. That one might be my favorite, but I like the red one. Or pinky, whatever color. She wears this color a lot throughout the thing, and I don't know. Is it, like, maroon? Like, I don't know what color. Burgundy? Or is it red or pink? Like, Yeah, it's kind of a maroony burgundy. Yeah. All right. Next question. If you could go back in time and witness one of the special shows, so like one of the announcement type shows, which one would you pick? 1989 for the damn blue dress. <laughs> I was going to say 1989 just because I love that album. But if I could also say I would like to be witnessing the Rep TV one, but that one hasn't happened yet, so I don't know if that one yeah. counts in this list. I, I just want to see that blue dress in person. I I would say the 1989 announcement one because that was so, like, throughout the whole show, she came out in another blue outfit and then another blue outfit, and it was like, oh my god! Yeah, so I actually watched the announcement of 1989 TV, Same. like, on a live stream while I was in bed because I had to work and I was out west, and I just remember I was like, I don't really want to go to bed yet. Like, I'm just going to see if Taylor is still performing. I'll just, like, clock in and just take a little gander at what's going on at the Eras tour. And I just happened to catch it right when she was like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been wearing a lot of blue or whatever she said. And I was like, oh my god, did I just come at the- I literally came right at the start of that little bit. And I was like, oh my god! Taylor Nation went live on Instagram. And so I- all night, Jess had been messaging me about the blue outfits. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, blue! Blue! I was already, like, on guard, you know, ready for something to happen. And I'd been talking about it with Kimu a lot, too. And then Taylor Nation went live, and I was like, Taylor Nation went live! Taylor Nation went live! And so I started watching it, and Kimu came racing out to the living room to see what was happening. And they were like, oh my gosh. So that one we actually watched live. Yeah, I, I remember messaging you all night. Oh my god, Blue Speak Now dress. Oh my god, Blue this. So yeah, I think that one would have been really cool, just because like, I, I watched it live, but to be in the audience for that would have just been insane. Because the question was back in time, so for that, I would pick 1989, but I would love to be in the audience for the Rep TV announcement. I know, that would be, that insane. Would be insane. If I went to a show and she showed up in any other Rep outfit, I think I would just cry. I'd be like, oh my god, it's coming! <laughs> I know. It would be crazy. But what's funny is that my friend actually was at the 1989 announcement show. No way. Yeah. Ah, so jealous. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she got to be, she got to be part of that. That's so cool. But yeah. Anyway, um, what is our favorite specific special moment from the show? That knee drop and uh, look what you made me do. Mm. I could watch that over and over again. I love that moment. That is really cool. Now, Ruby hasn't seen the full show. Yeah. So, from what you've seen, just from what you've seen, what? I really love her jump dive or whatever. I don't even know what part of the show it's in, but I've seen a clip of it, and that is really cool. And I also just, I love Vigilante's entire performance. <laughs> Vigilante, yeah. Vigilante <laughs> shit, that's probably my favorite. 
Oh, I feel like I should explain. I don't curse. That's why I just call it vigilante, and I don't say the full title. What were or are our top surprise songs? I was one of the ones that went and made a list. It was really long. I, I like went through each album and I was like, which songs would I like from this album? And leading up to my show, I would cross them off and I'd be like, ah, <laughs> no. And it kept getting smaller and smaller leading up to my show and I was freaking out. Yeah, I was so upset when she did Out of the Woods right before my show. I was like, no! She did This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things and Everything Has Changed. Both were on my list. She did that the night before my show. So I was like, ah! Especially the This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, though, because I always said that my choice was to have one reputation and then one kind of older song. I wanted anything from reputation and I did not. I really wanted one from rep and one from an older album. Those were my ideal. And what were the ones that you got? I got Message in a Bottle and Tied Together with a Smile. I was happy that I got Tied Together with a Smile. I, it, w- it wouldn't have been my choice and it wasn't on my list, but I was happy I got it because it was a debut song. So you are actually one of the few that can say you saw all the eras at the Eras Tour. Exactly, exactly. And so, and I'd been listening to a lot of the albums preparing. I knew it okay. I was not super upset that I got it. Message in a Bottle, I like I said, I only heard that song once before that. So that one was a little bit awkward, but... It was okay. I like the song now, but yeah. It was still a special moment. I wanted anything from Reputation, and I was really hoping for Out of the Woods or Wonderland, because I absolutely love those songs. And I got Stay, 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 and To All the Girls You Loved Before. And now we know that was after she started dating Travis, and that was a little hint, because about the foot, there's a line about a football helmet and stuff. Stay, Stay, Stay was on my list. I was jealous of that one, but... Yeah, those were ones I was, like, not super familiar with, but then she started playing them, and I was like, oh, wait, I do know these. What songs are you hoping for, Ruby? I know this list is going to get longer because I just started making it now. (laughs) And now mashups are a thing. And now mashups are a thing, which weren't a thing before, and now that I know that there's, like, there can be repeats, I'm like, this is great. It could literally be anything for... (laughs) my show the top four right now that i would like would be you're losing me dear reader getaway car or exile those are my top four right now but i feel like the more i think about it the more i'm gonna have on the list of but those are my most wanted at the moment two on my list at the top of my list are she has still not done which is i did something bad that one would be awesome too and the way i loved you Mm. those two have always been really really high on my list and she still hasn't done them (laughs) but you're losing me obviously is definitely up there when she played forever and always 
That one was really high on my list. And so when I found out she played it, it was getting really close to my show. I was like, oh my god. Like, I felt like my heart just, like, dropped. (laughs) That one hurt! I also wouldn't mind, now that we don't talk, or is it over now? But they're not, like, top, top of my list. Mm -hmm. I just want a song that I know. (laughs) (laughs) And that I like a lot. Oh, when the new album comes out. Oh my god. (laughs) That could shift things. It would be pretty cool to get a surprise song of her new album. Yep. Because the Canada dates would be after that album comes out. I'm just curious to see how the era, like how she deals with that album, with the era store in general. Uh, Okay, mashups. Is it over now, Out of the Woods? That was my favorite. Yeah. I think so, too. That one, like, worked so well. And it was so unexpected, right? Like, that was the first one she did? That was the first one, and she, like, got this crazy look. That smirk. I loved her little smirk, like, (laughs) you don't even know what's coming. (laughs) Yeah. I think a mashup of a couple Reputation songs would be really cool. I'm trying to think of, like, which two would go best together, but I think that would be awesome as well yeah i just put that in case we had one in mind that we were hoping for but if she went from like look what you made me do to like i did something bad or something i think that would be pretty cool because it'd be like look what i did i did something bad yeah (laughs) i mean it's not in the surprise dog section but i do love the transition from that mashup of don't blame me and look what you made me do yeah that's what I was thinking if there was, like, another mashup of Reputation songs, it would be pretty cool. I would love to see more mashups just in general. There could be really cool ones. Well, she now said that it's gonna be a thing, so. Yeah. Imagine a mashup of the new album song with something else. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think that would break the internet for sure. So, Ruby. Yes. Are you going to cut out now? I'm going to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) For anybody wondering why, it's because they are going to go in depth about the tour and I'm trying to stay somewhat clueless to what happens. I would like to have some surprises left, so I'm going to leave and Michaels and Jess are going to do the rest of this episode without me. Yeah. I will see you guys in the next one. How did we prepare for it? So, do you want to talk about it first, Jess? Or I've talked a little bit about it. I listened to all the albums on vinyl while I made friendship bracelets. That was kind of how I prepared. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of casually listened through everything. I listened to it ever since we got the track list. Someone made a specific surprise song track list for the surprise songs yeah. that have not been played yet it's on spotify yeah on spotify i made friendship bracelets but i made them very last minute i made i made them in a week and i made a lot yeah i made mine in a week too i think maybe less than a week actually i found out i was very fast at making them i only made like 15 but still i made like 80 something <laughs> i figured out i could do like 15 a day oh my gosh in like two hours <laughs> i'm really fast at it i also did my nails i did not i did the aristor nails style i ordered sashes that said miss americana and the heartbreak prince for me and paladin because he went with me i ordered a an outfit um it was a reputation outfit it's like a t-shirt dress with 
like newsprint on it that says reputation and then it has a snake on the back i think i had one of those like poofy rainbow princessy dresses and that's what i wore for miss americana and then i put paladin in like dark colors <laughs> all right so the whole stadium experience did you get merch no no me neither. I kind of wanted the blue sweater, but at the time I didn't have a job, so I couldn't really justify spending yeah. a lot of money on merch. Yeah. I really wanted merch, but I didn't want to stand in line for it. I was planning on getting merch, just ordering merch online because I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in the super exclusive ones for the, at the stadium. I wasn't that interested in those. I know everyone wanted them, but for me, I just, <laughs> they weren't really my taste. Yeah. So. That's kind of how I felt about a lot of the merch. Like, I like yeah. it, but I was like, eh, it's not something I can picture myself wearing all the time. I really, really wanted a black hoodie, a black heiress tour hoodie. I really, really wanted that. I was going to order that from the store, but I didn't end up doing that. I'm still waiting for the crew neck to come back in. I'm on her site mm-hmm. right now, and I can't see anything aside from Tortured Poets yep. Department. Where's the rest of the store? I think that's all that there is right now. Which is sad, because she just started to go back on tour, so she should put out more tour merch. Yeah, I'm like, come on. That's interesting, because I have the Reputation one bookmarked, and I, I went to it, and it says... Reputation shop is empty. So weird. So they emptied out all the other stores. All right. Did you end up trading your bracelets? I did. I traded a lot of them. There was this family behind me that was very shy. They were like, oh, can we take bracelets? We don't have any. And I was like, yeah. Oh. Made them for anybody who wants them. Nice. I only traded bracelets with a couple people, but. I traded a lot. That's just kind of how it is. In Seattle sometimes. <laughs> we don't really talk to strangers. I'm from New York, so I get <laughs> There were a couple of people that were trading, but there, it wasn't like a whole lot. Paladin was helping me trade because I'm very shy nice. and awkward. So he was like, yeah. my fiance yeah, needs bracelets. Do you want to trade with her? Like he was like trying to mm-hmm. help me because I was very shy nice. and awkward. Someone was really nice. On the light rail on the way to the concert, she saw that I was wearing Reputation, and so she gave me a Ready For It bracelet. Mm, that's what I did. I, if I saw somebody wearing an outfit, I traded. Yeah. I gave them uh, for their outfit. I trade a lot on the train ride going home because mm. I had a lot of people uh, being like, oh, my God, you still have bracelets? Can we trade? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still sad one of my bracelets broke that somebody gave me. It was a little too small, and when I went to take it off, yeah. it, like, exploded. One of them, one of the ones that someone gave me was too small as well. I couldn't even wear it because it was too small. And I have really small wrists, too, so I was surprised. Yeah, same. Uh, my apologies to anybody who got a bracelet made by me because I have a tiny wrist, and I was using my wrist as a model. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Next time I make bracelets, I'm going to use Paladin's wrist. (laughs) (laughs) There is one that someone gave me that I don't know. I have no idea what it's supposed to be. You'll have to send me a picture of it. It's like an acronym of some kind, but I thought maybe it was like from debut because it's kind of the color scheme. Yeah, send me a picture of it later. I might know just because I'm pretty good with acronyms. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) at all. I'm terrible. 
how were your seats? I was in, so I was in like the mm-hmm. 400s and from my angle, I was like slightly to the left. So I wasn't dead center. I was like to mm-hmm. the left. So I could see a lot. Um, Obviously, I couldn't really see the mm-hmm. the piano because that was on the total yeah. opposite side. But I could see mm-hmm. pretty well. Like, I liked being able to see the floor and stuff. Yeah, same. But the big screen helped uh-huh. me be able to see anything I couldn't see yeah. anyway. Yeah, the screens definitely help a lot. I was, like, in the 500s, I think. And I was more on the side. I was more um, on the left. That's interesting. Your stadium is 500. Yeah, I think it was 500. 400 is the top section for us. I don't remember what it was. Maybe I'm thinking of Canadian seating. I don't know. Because the last seating I was looking at was Canada. So I might be thinking of that. But either way, I was at the top. But I was like at the lower section of the top. I think our seats were pretty good because... I'm going to post a picture in Discord of where my seats were so people can see what view I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm planning on doing that too. I'm going to put it in the link area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could see well enough. I was happy about that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. After the concert experience, what was that like? Like, leaving. <laughs> what was that like for you? Um... It was very chaotic, and in order to get to the the train, it was really difficult because you couldn't see where what side you needed to be on mm-hmm. to get to the train you needed. But because everybody was super friendly, we were helping people get to their the right side. Like people were letting people pass. The one issue was there was people with like hot dog carts, mm-hmm. like those illegal street vendors mm-hmm. that were blocking and like getting pissed at people for being near them and it's like what you realize like thousands of people are trying to leave at the same time and you're blocking the train oh my gosh yeah it was super crowded and that was probably the least anxious i've ever been in a crowd it was like it was so crowded just leaving the stadium coming down the ramp Mm -hmm. in the stadium was so crowded and there were so many people, and it was taking us forever to walk all the way down the ramps. But we were all, like, in a great yeah. mood. We were all super friendly. And then suddenly everyone started singing Taylor songs. It was, like, <laughs> it was just like minutes of trying to get to the line yeah. of the train. And I was fine. And, like, exactly. we were all just helping each other and complimenting each other's outfits. And It was awesome. <laughs> I, I said it was like the closest thing to Barbie land that I think we'll ever experience. Yeah, it was crazy. And then finding a train was hard because, oh, because everyone was trying to go on the same side. That was the issue that they were having too. We got lucky in that we were going the opposite way. Oh my gosh. We thought about... Uh, but we didn't think of this until after several trains had gone and it was already, like, really late. But we thought, because some people did get this idea, I think, and they were doing it. Some people got on to go the other way just so that they could get a seat coming back going the other way. Because <laughs> every train that came was completely full. I also think that some people walked to the other station, even though it was a farther walk. I think they walked to the other station because they 
probably yeah. I don't think they could have did that at uh, my stadium. I think they could have done that at mine, and I think some people did that because they probably knew they were like, "Oh, everyone's gonna want to go that way." I used to do that in high school. I used to walk to the, the stop before to make sure I got a seat. Yeah. So that was the crazy part. But we knew it was going to be hectic. We knew it was going to be chaos. Everyone said beforehand, oh my gosh, getting home was a nightmare and all that. Everyone said that about the Irish tour. I didn't feel like it was as bad as I thought it would be. Like, Yeah. I said to Paladin, I was like, "This." well, this was also the first time I'd ever taken public transportation in California. Uh-huh. And I was like... This is, it's like midnight, I'm on a train, and I feel totally safe. Yeah. Like, it was just a bunch of other people who were at the concert, and I was like, I feel totally safe. This is the first time I ever felt totally safe on a train this time of night. Yeah. Did anything unexpected happen? Uh, not really. At my show, there was rumors that there was a new reputation opening, but it wasn't, so... Nothing really unexpected happened at mine. I don't think anything really unexpected happened at mine either. No proposals in my area. I had my camera ready for them just in case. Oh, I do remember though. She started late. She started 30 minutes late. Oh, probably for you that too. That one she started yeah, for our later. show. Ours was the first one because the show the night before that in Seattle, she started on time. It was too bright. It was still light during like the reputation section, I think. And they couldn't see the lights as well for the bracelets. And so then the next night they decided to start later because it sets different on the west coast i realized something unexpected did happen at my show right across from levi stadium is a theme park and when they close <gasps> oh the fireworks yes, when they close fireworks go off and when it happened she goes i don't know what those fireworks are is it because i'm the mayor because we had made her the mayor of Santa Clara. <laughs> yeah and she was just like, what is happening? Is <laughs> so the second night it happened to her. And she's like, what is happening? But it was perfect timing <laughs> when it was. Because it was like during the red era. It was during the speak now part too. Oh, yeah. Because it was multiple times right? it went off. Yeah. Yeah. So that was unexpected for her. She's like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, because I'm the mayor? We did cause a quake. I heard about that. A Seattle quake. I'm surprised we didn't. <laughs> well, our stadium is known for being the loudest. Oh, okay. And I think it's like our the way our stadium is built. But I think we broke a record for that stadium too. So it was a louder quake than it normally is for the football games. It was crazy. Yeah, we had broken, I think, the record for how long the applause was. But then obviously LA beat us. Mm. I think, and I think it was during the reputation era that the quake <laughs> happened. So that was cool. That was cool. The news broke the next day and everyone was like, okay, each era. So we already went through a little bit of the order because of the outfits, but the lover, how would you describe the lover era? set and production and stuff it was very dreamy Mm -hmm. and also but then like the man was like jarring compared to it but it worked yeah because the man is like a office kind of yeah vibes but i love how she went into it when she was like you seem making me feel like the man and we were like oh "Oh, yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Making me feel powerful. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then the lover song dance and stuff oh i love that part so much oh that was so pretty and then the rainbow during you need to calm down i love that too it was a rainbow i think i missed it yeah there's a rainbow on the stage oh, because of, uh, during that. you need to calm down yeah but yeah i love that and then and then everyone does the hands <laughs> whatever and, oh and then the transition from the archer oh, into Fearless. I love that so much. I was upset that that was removed from the movie, that specific one, because of the transition. I love that transition so much into Fearless. Yeah, I thought it was weird they took out some of the transitions because I was like, they work really yeah, well. They're transitions. That's kind of a weird choice. Maybe in Taylor's version we'll get them back. I am hoping, I am hoping that we will get it get the transitions back because they're so cool i love the transitions but that one in particular i love the sparks and the yeah. uh, i just love it it's just so cool and then fearless fearless is cool yeah because it's like gold and guitar oh i love that the guitar is i love the things she does with the stage yeah the stage is amazing i didn't even notice all of it and i started noticing more when i saw the movie and i was just like i did not notice i know some of it i didn't notice like the snakes yeah i didn't later. notice the I snakes notice. i also didn't notice um in willow that under the dancers the light was still spinning oh my gosh i love the evermore set design and stuff the trees are really that's nice that's so pretty does evermore has these trees and it's just like the little cove for the piano yeah and the piano oh her acting out tolerate it with the table oh my god <laughs> just all that and the champagne problems speech too she always has mm -hmm. some kind of speech before champagne problems it's yeah i love that and then reputation oh my gosh everyone goes so feral for reputation yep. <laughs> including me but i have my reasons like it is reputation oh so it's so cool and her entrance for reputation is so cool like where she comes in mm -hmm. with the boots that's how she's struck. yeah she's strutting and i love reputation so much <laughs> And then the snake. I love how she has all her dancers as the past her. Oh yes, in in look at what look what you made me do. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, but I also love the transition from bl don't blame me to. I've talked about how much I love that transition. Oh, but also just like don't blame me. I love that part of it too. Oh, and then the stage during delicate. Mm, I love how it cracks when she puts her foot down. She stomps. Yeah, when she puts her foot down, it makes cracks in the stage and then it keeps making more cracks and it's like just so beautifully designed. She was a genius when it came to designing this. Yeah. And then for Look What You Made Me Do, all her like past versions of herself are in cages and then she goes up to them and sometimes she does like different yeah. things to them and one time she did like an 
L for loser. She did that at the lover. <laughs> she did that at the lover version. <laughs> it's just so fun. Speak now. Speak now. That's right. It's so different to go from reputation to speak now. It's so dreamy and like. It's such a variety throughout yeah. the whole show because of this. But yeah, the speak now. Dreamy and purple. And are they balloons or are they flower petals what are they that's like floating up it's a lighting effect i'm looking at the picture i can't really tell what they're meant to be it might be confetti or glitter yeah that's what i thought it was like something like that it looks like there are flowers at one point behind her there's Mm. clouds too it's so pretty it's so pretty and then the choreography too during that for the dancers during enchanted and then she added long live thank goodness (laughs) thank goodness she realizes she only spends one song in that dress. I don't know why she didn't have Long Live in there before, but maybe it's just because she wanted it to be a special thing she added after Speak Now was released, or I don't know, something like that. I'm glad she added it before my show. <laughs> Same, because I didn't really know the song until I saw it live, and then I fell in love with it. And then... Red. Red, right. Red is just very fun. Red is a very fun era. I love how she showcases all her backup dancers. Uh Uh-huh. Like how one gets like a spotlight at the beginning of Red with the the case. And it plays the song she's not going to sing. Oh, yeah. Because it plays State of Grace. It plays Red. Mm -hmm. And everybody was singing along to those. Yeah. The Red Box. That's what they call it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is really cool. She... She tries to give the spotlight to other people sometimes, too. And she plays around with her band members. And uh, I notice that a lot more with the movie. Obviously, when you're there, you're trying to focus on her. Yeah, so yeah. Like in the movie, you could focus on other people. Like, I noticed mm-hmm. during Lover that there was a gay couple. Yeah, yeah, I, same. Like, I didn't notice that when I was there, but it was because I was so focused on her that I didn't. Yeah notice yeah what else well red is just like red (laughs) but then during all too well there's some like fall leaves and stuff too so it's kind of like fall setting the tone of the song Mm -hmm. and then it changes to snow doesn't it toward the end i think i noticed this during the movie (laughs) i'd have to rewatch because i didn't i don't really remember a lot of people have talked about this where like they have amnesia that's certain Uh parts of the show yes all too well 10 minute version is my amnesia i know i was there i know i sang along yeah couldn't tell you anything about it i think i noticed that during the movie um because i watched the movie twice in the theater and i think i noticed that maybe during the second time i watched it she has that line in all too well about the snow what is that line the first follows snow yeah i think it's like during that that it changes to snow it's really cool I could be totally remembering it wrong, but I think I think that's something I noticed in the movie. Folklore. I love that cabin. Which is the cabin in the woods. and My one thing about that is I would switch Betty and Great Amer- Last Great American Dynasty. I would do Last Great American Dynasty first and then do Betty since the rest of the songs mm. tie in with Betty. Yeah, I would not disagree with that. 
and the last great American dynasty kind of does like it's like a story of its own. What she does for that is she has a lot of set things and background dancers, background dancers, and like mm-hmm. they're telling a story, and it it would totally flow really well. The one that plays Rebecca is gorgeous. So many people thought it was Tree because she's <laughs> a redhead, but. I think that was just a little nod to Tree. Yeah. <laughs> having the redhead play. She kind of looks a little bit similar to her. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, all her dancers are gorgeous, but like her in that dress, that dress is just stunning on her. Yeah. Because like, I know she's in the back of all the songs. Can't think of her in any other songs, but in that one, she is stunning. Because that dress mm-hmm. just... They all have outfits I can specifically only think of them in. There's specific outfits I can always picture them in. Like the guy with the gorgeous hair. I can always picture him in Midnight Rain with the shirt unbuttoned. The one with the long hair. I can only picture him in Vigilante. Mm. Like I know he's in other songs. Yeah, they're all in other songs. Aren't they? <laughs> but I think I only can picture them in the outfits that like they look absolutely gorgeous in 1989 are we there yet yeah it's 1989 we're there already see that's the other thing about the heiress tour is it went so fast yeah did it go by fast for you too yeah i was like has it really been over three hours i was like how are we already almost to the surprise songs like what this I don't want it to end. I was like, no, I don't want it to end. So I didn't look up the songs for 1989. Like I said, I only looked up the songs for the the albums I wasn't familiar with. So when she started playing um, Wildest Dreams, I freaked out. And Paladin was like, why are you freaking out? I'm like, because this is one of my favorite songs. (laughs) He's like, oh, you didn't know? I was like, no, I avoided everything. So I I loved the set design for this, though, because... For each song, like, it's... How it goes from the woods mm-hmm. to the cityscape. It's really cool. And then the car thing yeah. during Blank Space. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Oh, my God. During the movie is when I noticed that when they uh-huh. swing, the car yes. takes damage. I did not... Because I yeah. was too far. I couldn't notice that. But, like, seeing it in the movie, I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then, oh, my gosh, Bad Blood. Bad Blood. <sighs> that That is one of my favorite moments from the whole show is... Is that when the fire is? Yeah. That's I, when the I fire is. really cool picture of that. I'm also going to post so that in the cool. link area because it's a really cool picture. So we'll put some of our pictures from the show in the... It's going to be called Eris Tour, but for right now it's links for the episode. Okay, in the Eris Tour under Linktree in our Discord. Yeah. So definitely go check that out if you want to see what we're talking about like in detail. Oh, right. I remember Kimu had to go to the bathroom and so she I refused. I did too, but she went during 1989, but she got back just in time to see the bad blood. And she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad I didn't miss that." <laughs> did you see my picture of the fire? And as far back as I was, I could still feel the heat from it. Oh yeah. Yeah. As you can see, we're nowhere near it. So I was like, what the hell I does could, it feel like? I could feel the heat, too. It was July in California. Like, it was already hot. And then you add fire, and it's like, Ugh. Oh, man. It was so cool, though. I like this. Um, and then she does the surprise songs. Yeah, which is like water, right? Pull off after all that fire. She jumps into the water. Mm-hmm. And swims. And swims. 
and then it gets evaporated into uh, the cloud for Lavender Haze. That's the song. I don't know why I always call it Midnight Rain, even though it's that's not the name. It's really cool because her outfit is kind of like pajamas a little bit. Because it's like mm-hmm. an oversized t-shirt. It's very dreamy. It's, again, very dreamy fantasy. You know, I can't sleep type mm-hmm. of feeling. Yeah. It's really cool. And then she goes into this dream outfit of the, mm-hmm. the bodysuit. And she has that costume change during Midnight Rain. It's so cool. I love it. And then, of course, Vigilante shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I warned Paladin <laughs> before we went. I was like, oh, I'm going to go feral. And then that happened. And I was just like, yes, yeah. this is why I'm pansexual. Because did not help seeing that in the movie theater. Oh, either. my gosh. Yeah, it's been seeing all the close-ups and stuff. Oh, and myself. But one thing I did notice in the movie that during Vigilante shit, there's snakes. Wait, there are? Yeah. I can't wait for it to be on Disney Plus so I can rewatch it. Yeah, there's snakes attacking the platform that the chairs are on. I'm going to have to rewatch that. That's going to be my new workout routine when that comes out. <laughs> along, since I know a lot of the choreography. <laughs> so, what is your favorite era according to the production? Do you Ooh, think? Ooh, that's hard because, like, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Because <laughs> I love the car in 1989, but I also absolutely love. Look what you made me do. The past tailors in the boxes and stuff. Uh-huh. It's tough. Definitely torn between those two. I think I love Evermore and 1989 the most, I think. Yeah, I absolutely love Willow. For those. The magic yeah. in Willow. I just love the how they did I that. love the forest sets and oh, it's just gorgeous. The timing of when they throw mm-hmm. like the balls up and mm-hmm. the, the lights mm-hmm. on the screen like just the timing on everything mm-hmm. and in Midnight's too the stage during Mastermind being a Oh yeah board. that's really cool too. I noticed it during the movie they do the choreography again backwards. Oh. The choreography repeats it's then just going in the reverse order. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, costumes. <laughs> oh God! Like I said, I can picture all it's the really background hard. dancers in different outfits. I, think I really loved the lover costumes, actually. Yeah, for the background. Dancers. I was thinking the last great American Dynasty costumes. I love those. Oh, yeah, those but too. I also oh, loved the morning outfits during a illicit affair. Oh yeah. But also the 1989 black and white outfits are stunning. I'm a sucker for costumes. <laughs> I'm <obsessed. laughs> I love fashion. I love like little details, things like that. So it's very difficult. But I also love, obviously, the look what you made me do. The different eras, the outfits they picked mm-hmm. for each of those eras is just very. And also, it's very interesting that she had a guy play her reputation outfit. Mm, yeah, it's a uh, cam. Mm. That's the outfit I think of him in, by the way. Mm. He's my, I always think of him in the the reputation outfit. This is hard. I can't pick favorites. They're all my favorite. <laughs> Choreography. Vigilante. <laughs> mm, as much yeah. as I love that knee drop and look what you made me do. That yeah. entire vigilante number is just, oh my God. Yeah. I love it so much. It reminds me so much of Chicago. Yes. You know, and I love I the choreography and mm-hmm. stuff for Chicago. People didn't like Vigilante when it first came out. And then when they saw the Aerostar, they're like, this is what Taylor had in mind. I'm like, that's the exact vibe I got when I was listening to it. I got very Chicago, bossy vibes. 
and I'm a musical theater person. I worked in theater my most of my life. Yeah, same. I love that vibe, that yeah, vintagey kind mm-hmm. of feel while it being very sexual. Like it's both sexual and not at the same time because she's really she's just sitting in a chair. But there's something sensual about For it. For revenge, it's like. <laughs> Look what you could have had. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's like. This is what you lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, for the songs that were chosen for me, Jared, which one's your favorite? Oh, no. <laughs> um, shockingly, I actually love the Archer in the Lover era more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I would love Cruel Summer or The Man more in Lover, mm-hmm. but then the Archer, just the production on it, I really love. Yeah. What about you for Lover? I'm like trying to go in order. Cruel Summer, I think. I love the city and the bridge. <laughs> Let's cross the bridge together. Yeah, the bridge is so fun. And I'm just so happy that she put that in because that was one of the ones that shocked me that it was in the set list. And not only was it in the set list, but it was one of the kind of openers because it's the first bridge. Yeah, because it goes into, because it opens with. A little Miss bit Americana, of Miss Americana, but then but it goes like into very, Cruel very Summer. short. Yeah, and that going into Cruel Summer kind of works really well. I love that. Fearless. I think my favorite in that is Love Story. I like You Belong with Me. I really loved Fearless itself, but I loved watching the crowd for Love mm. Story to see if anybody was going to get engaged. Yeah, it's no cute. one around me did. It's I was cute. very sad. I was ready. I had my phone ready to record for them. You Belong with Me was. Another one that I was just really surprised that she added it. Like, I was pleasantly surprised that it was in the set list. Because that's one of my favorites. That's one that I've always gone back and listened to a lot. I was just really happy about that. And it's so cute how she's like, you ready to go back to high school yeah, with me? She's like, that is so cute. Ah! And then her playing with her band member. Her, her, is it the bass? I think it's the bass player. Yeah, it's the bass player. Oh, I love that so much. It's so cute. <laughs> Evermore. Then Willow. I absolutely love Willow. Champagne Problems. I love I love Willow too, but I love Champagne Problems. That one's so good. That's one of my favorite songs from Evermore. And actually, before the Airs tour, I hadn't listened to Evermore same it came out really really soon after folklore and i was still so obsessed with folklore so i wasn't ready i wasn't ready to try and listen to new music yet i was still just playing folklore on repeat she spoils us but she really does and sometimes it's hard to get spoiled because i'm like but i love this so much i'm not ready i'm not ready to move on yet (laughs) you know what i mean yeah. What's next? Reputation. Oh, God. I love Reputation. I know. I'm torn between Delicate and Look What You Made Me Do. Mine's always going to be Look What You Made Me Do just because I'm so biased. That's just my number one. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with Look What You Made Me Do just because I really like that knee drop. <laughs> I love that, too. The knee drop into the back bend. Just, oh, my God. And I can't come to the phone right now part and... Making fun of her old selves, and yeah. it's just really iconic. Uh, speak now. Well, <laughs> oh, long live. Enchanted is gorgeous. Yeah. Enchanted is gorgeous, but... I, I have to long live. 
we have to say long live, and she should have just had it be in the set list from the beginning. Yeah. I get how she has made Enchanted about the fans as well, but originally it wasn't like a song written for the fans. It was written about meeting someone for the first time. The guy from Owl City. Yeah. And so I feel like long live is way more for the fans. So it's like... yeah. Then it's red. Red. I think we are never ever getting back together is my favorite. Oh really? Yeah. That I one love is the really dance fun. in that. That one is really fun. I I do love that one. But I love all too well ten minute version. That one is a blur to me. That's why I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> and the way she plays it, I don't know, emotional and just like Yeah. That's folklore. Folklore Last Great American Dynasty is my favorite. My favorite is August and Illicit Affairs. Well, actually, I really love My Tears Ricochet, too, the whole funeral thing. I totally forgot about that. I totally blanked on that. That's gorgeous, too. It's like she's in a cemetery, which I noticed during the movie, but I didn't notice it during the actual concert. (laughs) Yeah, because so much is going on, you can't notice it all. Yeah, I know. I really love the illicit affairs in August because I love the colors and her running across the stage. What's next? 1989? Yep. Okay. Oh, this one's hard because I love her bashing the car. I love that part. I was thinking that I'm torn between that and uh, bad blood. Yeah, same. I love bad blood. Oh, I think bad blood would be my top because... Oh, the fire and the house burning and ugh. Yeah, the lover house going up in flames. Mm hmm. Okay. Midnight's. Vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> I love Vigilante. As much fun as Karma and all that is. But I also Vigilante's love Karma. Vigilante's just so iconic. Yeah. And Vigilante is one of my top songs from Midnight's anyway, so I already loved it. And so I was really happy. I was really pleasantly surprised that she added that one. All, the whole Midnight set list, I love. Yeah. She picked really great songs from. She did. Some people aren't very happy, but... I don't care. I like it. I like... It's hard. <laughs> I, it's already three and a half hours. I like, like Mastermind. People always say that she shouldn't have put Mastermind in there or Vigilante. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Those are great songs. Um, And then I love Karma. And then ending with Karma is like so perfect. Yeah. Come on. It's perfect. The Midnight's set, I really wouldn't change at all. I love it. You know what? That might be my favorite complete set. Yeah, same. Because I wouldn't change anything. Wow. I didn't think I didn't think that was, but you know, thinking about the whole thing as a whole. As a whole. The set, the production, the costumes, the song choices, just everything. Yeah. It all just flows really well. There we go. And then we already talked a lot about the movie, but what is one thing you can think of that you really noticed? Definitely the car in 1989. I didn't notice a lot of the set details until I saw the movie and I could see it up close. I noticed her nail polish a lot. I noticed that too, yeah. I noticed the detail on her shoes. I was looking at that. Because sometimes in some clips her nail polish is chipped on a couple nails. But then in other clips they're perfect. So I noticed that. But I also, the 
acting out part and tolerate it, oh my gosh, that oh my God, hits yeah. so much harder in the movie mm-hmm. because you can actually like see it up close. They took out some of the transitions. That's like my yeah, I didn't issue. like that the transitions were taken out. I'm hoping they get added back in Taylor's yeah. And hopefully it's in the right order. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm really hoping because it does not make sense to just tack it on to the end, especially for the transitions. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching that version a lot. I couldn't justify renting it for 20 bucks. (laughs) All right. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening to us talk about the Ares tour. Please reach out to us. Let us know your favorites or what you're hoping to see. Have you gotten tickets? Have you been? All that stuff. Let us know by reaching out on our social media or join our Discord because then you can hang out anytime. And then, like Jess already said, there's a guide to the Ares Tour in our Discord so you can see all the outfits and all the surprise songs that she did and you can also see different pictures of what we've talked about today in this episode so if you want to go follow along while you listen then feel free to do that join our discord and so yeah next week we're probably gonna be talking about miss americana and go into that documentary and yay That'll help give an idea of Taylor's history. and So yeah, definitely come back and listen to that. Especially if you don't know the backstory of Taylor and her career and stuff. So it would be good to come listen to that episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Follow, like, subscribe, comment, review. Talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to Talking Swift, our version. We hope you enjoyed diving deep into the Taylor Swift universe with us. Remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. Connect with us on social media to share your thoughts, theories, and favorite Taylor Swift moments at Talking Swift on Instagram, threads, and TikTok, and at Talking Swift OV on X. You can email us at talkingswiftourversion at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share and rate it every rate and share helps support us so that we can keep doing what we love doing providing you with swifty content thank you for being a part of the talking swift family talk to you next week